Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm deep in the bowels of the Vogue Theater in Vancouver. I'm talking with a guy named Flume. Hello. And right now, Flume is not wearing any shoes. Is this a typical <laughs> habit for you? No, I, I had a shower, actually, just before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get, there's showers and stuff down here because we're on a tour bus. So, like... Like, we don't have a shower on the bus. So, like, when we get to venues, we, we, we have to have showers. Otherwise, it could get pretty pretty musky in there with five dudes and not showering. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to get a funny moment for the beginning of the show. I'll let you escape. We'll play a song. We'll come back to it later. Hey, this is Flume, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.
Hey, this is Flume, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm sitting here in the Vogue Theater talking to Harley. You might know him better as a guy called Flume. We just heard Sleepless featuring Jezebel Doran. I'd love it. Harley, if you could talk a bit about this track. So this was one of the tracks that really started the whole Flume thing. It was on my first EP. The EP was called Sleepless. This is the title track. And yeah, it was a three-track EP and, you know, I sent it in to my label. Uh, they were running a competition and it was like the comp was, you know, send your best original tracks in. So I sent in the Sleepless EP, which had kind of been collecting dust on my hard drive. And I didn't, you know, hadn't really done a huge amount with it. And then they really liked it. I didn't realize that I'd kind of done anything unique. It was just like, just some music I was making and it kind of, made me realize like okay this is the kind of sound i actually want to pursue that's yeah that's that's where it really all began for me let's start with an easy one i would love you to talk about the name is it from the bonnie Vare song yeah uh i mean that one was from the song but it also uh i figured like if this project was ever going to get successful then it would be put on you know the word flume would be on like it would be on t-shirts and posters and things so as well as a word that you know I liked the sound of I wanted to have something that looked nice, like from a typography perspective. Um, and yeah, so Flume works for me. What was the runner-up song that you could have named yourself after? Oh, I used to call myself Heads, H-E-D-S, Harley Edward Stretton. Uh, I like Flume more. Okay, you've got a great origin story, but I was reading your Twitter on the way here and you hate being asked it, so... I'll skip. I'll skip that origin story, although it's an awesome one. Anyhow, um, I've got to spin it into something else then. Nah, I'll just leave it. So a lot of debut records show their influences very obviously. Flume, you've done a pretty good job of not doing that. I'm hoping you can talk a little bit about finding your own sound. Well, it really stems from, well, first of all, I like all styles of music. But I think the main thing is that like growing up, like writing music, I always wrote different kinds of genres like you know one day i'd write like a hip-hop track the next i'd write minimal techno then i'd write an orchestral score the next day so it comes from yeah just writing heaps of different genres and then i I feel like once you've kind of mastered some of these genres and you know how it works you can go and you know pick and choose the best parts and kind of make your own genre i guess hey this is flume and you're listening to the interview show with scott wood Alone. 
This is Flume, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Left Alone featuring Chet Faker. That's by a guy named Flume. I'm talking to him right now. I'd love it if you could talk a bit about this track. Well, I actually wrote this song in Barcelona in a cafe. I, oh, let's go back a bit. Let's rewind. I was in Australia, and I was having beers in my friend's garage, a Chet Faker track came on. I'd never heard of him before, uh, but I heard his voice and I was like, damn, like, I want to work with this dude. That's really unique sounding voice. So I did it like I Googled him the next day and uh, I found out he just lived in Melbourne, which is like really close to Sydney. So I had a gig in Melbourne and um, contacted him. And we met up and hung out. And we, we got along and we we're like, yeah, let's do a song together. So anyway, a little later on, um, I was in Barcelona and... I wrote this song and I was like, damn, like this would be great with Nick's vocals or Chet Faker's vocals on it. Uh, so I emailed it to him and he did some stuff and went back and forth a few times and there you have it. Left alone. So electronic music makers tend to make their music in dark rooms for long hours. So I'm hoping that you could talk about one or two comfort items in your studio that make it a little more of a friendly place. Uh, usually my dogs at my feet usually make it quite comfortable. Sam likes to sit on my foot um, and there's a sub down there too and he'll just sit next to the sub and sleep quietly whilst I'm blasting loud music so everyone wants to know what type of dogs are they and what color are they well if, um, they're actually feature on my Instagram pretty regularly these days I got bored one day and you know I like as a like an electric like the position I'm in it's really important for an artist to do social media especially like for me because I've got, you know, the fan base and it's kind of where it all came from for me. It was a lot of like SoundCloud and Facebook and stuff. So I really, you know, I want to do social media every day and kind of connect with the fans and like keep in touch and stuff. But sometimes there's nothing to post about. So you have to make things up, you know, just out of the blue. And, you know, I was sitting there on on the balcony having a coffee and I had nothing to post about. So I just started, you know, putting stuff on my dog, Sam. Like I had some records, so I put them on him. And then took a photo, just annoying Sam. 
and then it got heaps of likes and I was like wow so people like this so I did another one the next day part two just putting all sorts of like pens and just whatever I could find around the house and then it kind of became a thing so you know I'm looking for part three so maybe when I get back I'll be able to see what I can do but they're both Jack Russells uh, and Brown Wyatt little dogs. I've read a lot about you talking about social media as like a function of what you do, whereas a lot of artists don't see it that way. Yeah, it's it, well, it's it's new. Like I feel like I'm kind of the one of the first wave of producers who you know my career is being made by online like social like social media and SoundCloud really. Like I mean, there's obviously been a lot of help from radio and stuff, but it really does like come down to you know SoundCloud and that's how people hear about the music so um i feel like with giraffage as well who i'm on tour with we were just talking about it last night how crazy it is that like all these kids from like suburbia writing music in their parents like house like in a room you know breaking through and there's like thanks to the whole social media thing can you tell me what a snake penis is oh uh well what you do is you get snapchat i made a snapchat account and um i posted it up on my flume page thinking it'd be really fun next minute i've just got you know it, you wouldn't expect it you get a lot of manginas sent to you you don't know what that is i was trying to picture that mm, yeah mangina google it yeah i i didn't didn't see it coming but snake peenies seem to be a thing where guys they'll take a picture of their dick and then draw like a snake head on the tip with a little tongue coming out so what's your reaction now that social media as part of your job when you get those types of things um, well at first i thought it was kind of funny but then i don't know it became a thing and I, I said it one time in an interview and and then i just got more and then i just stopped using snapchat so much <laughs> so i'm curious why you would get that in the first place no i don't know um uh, maybe maybe contact him call him up ask him why i think he thought it was pretty funny I'm scared to because I don't want to get that. <laughs> yeah, you get all sorts of shit. I have a dude that he would send me pictures of mythical creatures that he drew. Uh, and he'd be like, here you go, Flumi. This is to keep you safe at night. This will protect you in your sleep. And it's kind of nice, but in a very creepy way. Do you keep those pictures? Mm, there's been a lot of them. I haven't kept any. Wow, that's kind of intense. <laughs> kind of sweet, but kind of intense. I don't know. It is. It's, it's very... um. Yeah, man, it's it's funny. Like it, it, even with Twitter, like the, the ability, like people can just contact you like straight away. You know, I see pretty much everything on Twitter, so it's nuts. Social media, <laughs> I've always seen it as like a really positive thing. Just the ability for yeah fans to actually connect, and you know, I can they can send me stuff, and I think it's a great thing. Hey, this is Flume, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood.
And you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Insane featuring Moon Holiday. That song is by a guy called Flume. You might know him as Harley. I'm talking to him right now. I'd love it if you could talk a bit about this track. Oh, sorry, which track? Sorry. <laughs> insane. Oh, insane. It's super influenced by like trance music, really, and also the kind of whole French electro wave. Uh, that track started off with uh, with a lot of melody. Like sometimes they start tracks with beats. Sometimes they started with like chord progression and melody, and that was really centered around the melody. That that piece of music. It's a simple beat, but the melodies are what kind of shines through in that one. Uh, I, I wanted a vocal for like the verse to really lift the track and make it into a song. So I contacted um, Alex on Moon Holiday, and we got in the studio together, did some recordings, and yeah, it came out really well. You're part of a new crop of musicians who are quite young and made a big impact in their chosen fields. Like guys like Disclosure, you, Bondax, I guess. You're all young guys, and you've been in the industry long enough that you've had a chance to hang around with the more established guys in the genre. So I'm hoping to get your take on any generational differences in approaches to music. Hmm. I guess for the the younger dudes, like, we can... You know, I've I've grown up, you know, with computers all my life, and I can you know I can write like I write just with my laptop wherever in a hotel room, right here in a dressing room, and I think that's really you know a lot of the older dudes like will need a studio like to set up because that's just what they've grown up with you know using synths and stuff and for I think yeah that's 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 probably one of the big differences is that we can get away with just writing music in all sorts of places and really don't need a whole lot. It's a lot of it's in the box now. Um, yeah. Where's the strangest place you've written a track? Maybe like I was touring, uh, well, I traveled through Europe and backpacked and actually wrote a lot of the record uh, in just random places in like hostel dorms or like, like at pubs and cafes, all sorts of places. 
So you were that guy in the Starbucks in Germany writing tracks on your laptop? Yeah, that's right. I'm the guy that sat there for four hours and bought two coffees. <laughs> nice. All right, so you hate being asked your origin story, so I won't ask that. But I'll give you the opportunity to control the interview. And what's one question that you're not asked very often, and you wonder why people don't ask that to Flume? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've been, I get asked everything, man. <laughs> Uh, if you really want me to do the cereal box thing, we can do the cereal box thing. It's the best origin story I've heard for a guy in electronic yeah. music in a long time. No, no, it is. It is a really great story. It's like, it's, it's a great story. And I totally get why people ask it all the time as well. So I was shopping with my dad, uh, when I was super young, must've been about 11 or so, probably younger actually, but you know, I was out shopping on the weekend. I think it was a Saturday and I saw this promo, uh, on a cereal box of Nutrigrain and it had this disc inside and it said it was called Andrew G's Music Maker now Andrew G was kind of like a bit of a personality kind of like a I guess like a Ryan Seacrest or something did like Australian Idol they had this promo on uh, where yeah it was like a little music maker and it was just like a loop based program and yeah and so I I thought that sounded kind of cool so I got dad to you know get that and um, I put it in the computer and started mucking around and yeah, I, I just, the whole concept of being able to like, control everything rather than just being like, you know, a guitarist in a band. You can, you know, be the guy who plays the strings and the bass and the drums and you can create your own like, full tracks. And that was, for me, was kind of mind blowing. I was like, wow, this is, didn't know this existed. This is how it works. Like, I didn't know how music production worked. It was always a hobby since then. And in the past few years, maybe even like two years, it's become a job, which is always the plan. So it's really nice. So there you go. There's the best origin story I've heard for a band or electronic artist in a long time. Thank you very much for indulging me. I really appreciate that. I'm going to end the show with On Top featuring T-shirt by Flume. I'd love it if you could talk a bit about that as I bring up the music. Yeah, so this one is the one track on the record that we've got a, a rapper on. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's a banger. It's a, it's a good one to play out. It's a lot of fun. Actually, it goes really hard here in America specifically or in Canada I am right now, but I've just been through the US and you know how hip hop is over this way. They love it. All right. So we're going to listen to On Top by Flume featuring T-shirt. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is Flume and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. All that I want in this life is the chance to do
got drinks on chill Lights get dim and I think I will I work so hard that I think I will Yeah, had a long week, bitch, how you think I feel? History favors the bold dog Roll something, make sure my story gets told Make sure our story gets told The night's forever young, it's us that get old Yeah. What you got for me, world? What yeah. you got? Girl. 